life I've been called unworthy. Day the voice of my shame and regret. But then I hear you whisper, child, lift up your head. And I remember, oh God, you're not done with me yet. I am redeemed. And you set me free. So I'll shake off these heavy chains and wipe away every stain. Because I'm not who I used to be. Because I don't have to be the old man inside of me. His day is long dead and gone. Because I've got a new name, a new life. It's not the same. And a hope that will carry me home. And I Set me free, so I shake off these heavy chains and wipe away every stain. Cause I'm not who I used to be. Well, I've been redeemed. You set me free. I'll shake off these heavy chains and wipe away every stain Cause I'm not who I used to be No, I'm not who I used to be Jesus, I'm not who I used to be Somebody give God a praise in the house of God. Amen. You may be seated. God is good. Amen. Hallelujah. It's good to be in the house of the Lord. Amen. Can I tell you what I've just been doing? I've just been walking Jesus down the road in Porter, Texas. And New Caney, Texas. And here we are in Grangerland, Texas this morning. It's been a fun-filled morning already. It's been a lot of people got up here at 4 a.m. 
and made pancakes, and we served breakfast this morning at 6 a.m. Would you give all those guys a big round of applause and girls? We had an amazing sunrise service this morning where eight people got saved this morning. Put your hands together and make some noise, folks. He's worthy of our praise. And after we got done, we were about ready to leave, and we had a young man that got saved, also got baptized this morning at 7 o'clock. 7 o'clock this morning, we were outside baptizing people. We're going to leave those baptism waters open today. And after church, if you get saved or if you feel like you need to be baptized, or I'm going to pray in Jesus' name that you guys just follow your heart, whatever he's telling you to do. There's plenty of seats up here. Y'all let these people in. Danny, y'all grab chairs. Just start to whatever we got to do. I want to say we're not going to do a meet and greet, so I want you to stand with me as we pray. And I want you to shake the people's hand right around you. Y'all get in where you can get in. With my church family, let's pray. Let's pray, guys. Would my church family give up their seats for some of our visitors this morning? If you do that, would you go stand in the foyer right now and give up your seat? Because we want our visitors to have a place to sit. We'll put you in a seat in just a little bit. But right now, if you'll give up your seat, church member, give up your seat. Just stand in the foyer real quiet after we pray. We have more seats. That's enough. That's enough. Everybody else stay. That's enough right there. Come, come. Come sit down. Or come, no, you already got to sit down. I'm just waiting. Thank you, guys. We're going to find a seat for you in just a minute. Let's pray. Bow your heads. Todd, open us up in prayer, my brother. Our Father, words can't express what today means. There's, there, there's not another day, not another, hol another holiday. Nothing would mean anything without today and what this day represents, Lord. We thank you so much, not only for going to the cross and be willing to do that to, to, to change our lives forever and give us a future and a hope but coming out of that grave to make it real, Lord. So we praise you. We honor you. This is your day. We're here in, in, in your honor. Bless the service. We have a lot of visitors. We're so grateful for them. Let us be a blessing to them. Let them receive something this morning. Hide our pastor behind the cross, Lord. And in Jesus' name, amen.
one day I'll cross the river I'll fight life's fight war with pain and then as death Yeah. 
Somebody give God a praise and give our band a big round of applause this morning. Amen. Come on, somebody. Put your hands together and make some noise. Hallelujah. Go ahead and turn the lights back on, cowboy. God is good. Amen. Let's wake this church up. Be seated real quick. I want to pray. I'm going to ask you to keep your feet, your aisle, and everything inside. Tuck it in. Not like BJ's doing. Like, scoot on in there, cowboy. And, uh. Guys, we're fixing to bring Jesus in, and we honor him in our church. Uh, this is not the day you're going to get some big fancy sermon. Or I'm going to read right out of the Bible, and it's his story to tell. It's not my story to tell. So I like to tell it the way it's written in the Bible, but I want you to bear with me because I got about a third grade reading level, but I got a GED. I'm God-equipped this guy. God equipped this guy. So I got a GD. Y'all are just sleeping or something. So as I read this morning, and if you're touched, I believe you will be touched in just a minute. I, I, I want you to understand everything you see really happened over 2,000 years ago. Hear me this morning, amen. So uh, we got over 500 people probably here this morning. Let's give God a praise for that. And if this is your first time here, bear with me. If you'll walk out here, I'm knocking this wall out, and I'm knocking this wall out, and I'm adding seats for 550 people. We're adding 4,600 square feet to our church. So please come back and visit us again. Amen. So let's pray together. If you grab your seats, ladies, grab your seats. Let's pray together. I'm going to turn it back over to my wife and Jana and Todd to sing this morning. Father, we thank you for this day. Father, we just drop to our knees and we just stand in awe, Lord, of all that you've done for us. Lord, thank you so much for all the brothers and sisters who helped make this day possible. I know they're tired. They've been walking a long way. But, Lord, they wanted to because of all that you've done for us. I like to tell the church this morning that any time you could have removed yourself off that cross, the Bible says you could have had legions of angels take you off that cross, but you never, never wavered from what God the Father called you to do. And Lord, let this church never waver either because we're doing stuff that nobody else is doing with people that nobody else wants. And I'm proud to be the pastor of this church. Bless this day. In Jesus' name, amen. It was the third hour, and they crucified him. And the superscription of his accusations was written over the king of the Jews. With him, they crucified two thieves, one on his right hand and the other on his left. The scripture was fulfilled with saith. He was numbered with the transgressors. The oceans he made were no larger than a tear and the sound of his voice may dry land appear he sculpted 
such great skill yet when he made Calvary it was more than just a hill it was more than the mountains where two thieves were crucified it became a fountain for the thirsty and dry. He cried, it is finished, and all of heaven stood still. Yet when he made Calvary, it was more than just a here I was condemned but he he took my place you see I was in sin but my sin he together and give them a round of applause. At this time, if you'll bring in the chair, at this time, if you'll bring in, at this time, if you'll bring in those chairs and let everyone come in and sit, we're going to give all of our actors a round of applause. Come on, guys, grab a chair, fill them in like we said. There's some spots up here around, fill in, just grab a seat, guys. We'll let them get in their spot. Real quickly, guys, what a glorious day this has been. 
It's been a wonderful Easter celebration thus far. Amen. We'll get them seated. Come on up. You can come up a little further. Come on up. When I started this church, when I got here, it was already started. We had 30 people and $16 in the bank. Eight years later, look where we are today. Is God not good? As I was talking a while ago that, that uh, this is his story to tell, not my story to tell. Wherever you had me a while ago, go back to where that was. Uh, it's, it's his story to tell. Jesus is alive today. We talked about that in our sunrise service, how worthy he is of us coming together today. And I'm so glad you joined us at Caney Creek Cowboy Church today. People always say, all the time, they say, Brother Mark, I drive by your church and there's so many people here. Why? Mr. Johns, because we're doing something. Other churches ain't doing something. We're doing something. And we need to celebrate that fact that we're going to continue to do something together. Amen? Yeah. Hallelujah. Amen? Y'all grab your seats in the back. Just grab a seat real quick. Come on. Real quick. I got to get started, guys. That's good. I think we got enough chairs. You in the back that are standing, come on in. We got a seat for you now. Come on in. Grab one of these seats. Glory to God. We make room in this place. Real quick, guys. Joe, bring all the people that are in the foyer in here to sit down. Come on. We're good with chairs. You brought a Bible if you open up to Matthew 26. Come on, church. Got my Bible? I need a little more high in my voice there. Yeah, well, just a little bit. Come on, real quick, guys, in the back. Come on, guys, real quick. Carl, Come on, buddy. Bring them in with you real quick. Just find a seat. Let's pray together. If you're standing in the back, come on in and sit down. Father God, I want to say thank you so much. For a great weekend thus far. But I still believe in this house. That the Holy Spirit is fixing to go to work. Father we just ask that anything that's not of you. We want out of here right now. We just want to feel your presence. Feel your spirit this morning. We humble ourselves Lord. As we get to read your word. Brother Todd said hide me behind the cross Lord. That it may touch someone in this house. In his name we pray. Amen. When Jesus had finished verse 1. Matthew 26 verse 1. When Jesus had finished saying these things. He said to his disciples. As you know the Passover celebration begins in two days. And I, the Son of Man, will be betrayed and crucified. At the same time, the leading priests and other leaders were meeting in Capilius, the high priest, to discuss how to capture Jesus and put him to death. But not during the Passover, they agreed. 
or there would be a riot. Verse 6, meanwhile, Jesus was betrayed. Meanwhile, Jesus was in Bethany at the home of Simon, a man who had leprosy. During supper, a woman came in with a beautiful jar of expensive perfume, and she poured it over his head. Verse 14, Judas agrees to betray Jesus. When Judas, one of the twelve disciples, went to the leading priest, he asked, How much will you pay me to betray Jesus to you? And they gave him thirty pieces of silver. From that time on, Judas began looking for the right time and a place to betray Jesus. Let me say this to you today. Every one of us need to put God first in our life. That just shows you how often people just get sold out to different things. Sold out for 30 pieces of silver. Don't sell out this morning. God's got a plan for your life. Don't give the devil one more day. God's got a plan for your life. You walked in this church and you've been drinking for the last 30 years. God can change that. Don't sell out. You've been walked into this church and you're addicted to drugs. Let me say this. My God sets you free and he'll set you free indeed. Amen. Amen. Verse 17, on the last day of the feast of the unleavened bread, the disciples came to Jesus and asked, where do you want us to prepare the Passover supper? As you go into the city, he told them, you will see a certain man. Tell him the teacher says my time has come and I will eat the Passover meal with my disciples. So the disciples did as Jesus had told them. While they were eating, Jesus said to them, One of you will betray me. For I, the Son of Man, must die, as the Scripture declares long ago. But how terrible will it be for the one that betrays? Far better for him never to have been born. Judas, one who had betrayed him, asked, Teacher, am I the one? Verse 26, Jesus told him, You have said it yourself. As they were eating, Jesus took a loaf of bread and asked God to bless it and broke it and gave him thanks for it, saying, Take, eat, this is my body. And he took a cup of wine and gave thanks to it and said, Drink, this is the blood which has sealed the covenant between God and his people, poured out for the forgiveness of my sins. That all is just scripture just to back up what happened on Calvary. His body was a living sacrifice for me and for you. I told them this morning in sunrise service, there had to be a lamb worthy of slaughter, and his name was Jesus. I'm not ashamed to tell the world that I love Jesus. Before I got saved, I was, I was one of those Christians. I thought, well, 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 let me take that back. I was saved at 14, but I never served God because I thought everyone would make fun of me for believing in Jesus. Anybody ever been like that? Let me say this to you this morning. The toughest man I ever met were men I met in church who love Jesus and are not afraid to bow their head in public and pray over their food and put a cross up in their yard and lead their families to church. Can I say this to you, dads? Your wife wants you to bring her to church. Your children want them to bring you to church. Somebody give God a praise if you believe that. Verse 47, Matthew 26, verse 47. And even as he had said this, Judas, one of the twelve disciples, 
arrived with a mob armed with swords and clubs. They had sent out the leading priests and the other leaders of the people. Judas had given them a sign. You will know which one to arrest because I'm going to give him a kiss on the cheek. So Judas came straight to Jesus. Greetings, teacher, he exclaimed, and he gave him a kiss on the cheek. Jesus said, my friend, go ahead and do what you have to do. The others grabbed Jesus, arrested him. One of the men with Jesus pulled out a sword and slashed off the ear of one of the high priest's servants. Put away your sword, Jesus told them. Those who use the sword will be killed by the sword. Don't you realize that I could call my father right now in heaven and ask him to send me thousands of angels to protect us? And he would do it in an instantly. That's where it says that he could have stopped all this, but he didn't. I thought maybe next year I'll get me a soldier with one ear. Any of y'all missing an ear? How cool would that be if he just went, it was me, he got my ear cut off. But if you live by the sword, you die by the sword. Jesus could have stopped it. He said at any time I could call on my father. But he knew that if he did that, there would be no way for you or I to ever make it to heaven. Verse 59, inside the leading priest and the entire high council were trying to find witnesses who would lie about Jesus so they could put him to death. But even though they found many who agreed to give false witness, there was no one to testify they could use. Finally, two men they found who declared, this man, I'm able to destroy the temple of God and rebuild it in three days. Verse 62, the high priest stood up and said to Jesus, Well, if you can, save yourself. But Jesus replied, remained silent. Then the high priest said to him, I demand in the name of, of the living God that you tell us whether you are the Messiah or the Son of God. And this is what Jesus said. Yes, it is as you have said. And in the future you will see me, the Son of Man, sitting on the right hand in the place and the power and the coming back in the clouds of heaven. I believe in the Bible from cover to cover. Come on, somebody. I ask the Lord today, if this is the day you're coming back, come back. I'm ready. If he's ready to come back, I'm ready. Are you ready? Jesus replied, Yes, it is, as you have said. In the future, you will see Son of Man sitting on God's right hand and in the place of power, coming back in the clouds of heaven. Guilty, they shouted. Guilty, he must die. Verse 69, Peter denies Jesus. Meanwhile, as Peter was sitting outside in the courtyard, a servant girl came over and said to him, You were one of those that the Galileans with him. Peter denied it. I don't know who you're talking about, he said. Later, out of the gates, another servant girl noticed him standing around and said, you were with Jesus of Nazareth. Again, Peter denied it time again. I don't know who you're talking about. A little later, one of the bystanders came over him and said, you must be one of them. I can tell by your accent. Peter said, I swear by God, I don't know this man. And immediately the rooster crowed. Suddenly, Jesus' words flashed before Peter's minds. Before the rooster crows, you will deny me three times. 
And he went away crying bitterly. This is what happens to those who betray Jesus. Matthew 27 verse 3. When Judas who had, been, who had betrayed him realized that Jesus had been commanded to die. He was filled with remorse. So he took 30 pieces of silver back to the priest and the leaders. I have sinned, he declared, for I have betrayed an innocent man. We don't care, they said. That's your problem. And Judas went out and hung himself. Jesus' trial before Pilate, verse 11. Now Jesus standing before Pilate, the Roman governors, Are you the king of the Jews? The governor asked him. Jesus replied, Yes, it is as you have said it. Verse 19, just then as Pilate was sitting on judgment seat, his wife sent a message to him, leave this innocent man alone because I have a terrible nightmare about him last night. Meanwhile, the leading priest and the other leaders persuaded the crowd to ask for Barnabas to be released and for Jesus to be put to death. So when the governor asked again, which of these two men do you want to be released? All of them shouted back, Barabbas. But if I release Barabbas, Pilate asked them, what should I do with Jesus, who is called the Messiah? And they shouted, crucify him, crucify him. Why, Pilate demanded, what crime has this man committed? But the crowd only roared louder, louder, crucify him, crucify him. Pilate saw he wasn't getting anywhere, and a riot was developed. So he sent for a bowl of water washed his hands before the crowd, saying, I am innocent of this man's blood. I washed my hands of this. And all the people responded back, crucify him, crucify him. So Pilate released Barnabas to them. He ordered Jesus flogged and led a way to be whipped and turned over to the Roman soldiers to be crucified. This is where the crucifixion begins. As they were on their way, some of the governor's soldiers took Jesus into their headquarters and called out an entire battleation against him. They stripped him of his clothes, put a scarlet robe on him, they made a crown of long thorns, placing it on his head, and they placed a stick in his hand. Hell, king of the Jews. They spit on him, and they grabbed the stick and beat him in the head with it. <coughs> when they had finally tried of mocking him, they took the robe and put it on his clothes again, and they led him away to be crucified. As he was standing there, innocent, they took him away. And they gave him 39 lashes on his back for my sins and for your sins. They ripped his beard out of his face. They placed a crown of thorns on his head. And then they mashed it down upon his brow for my sins and for your sins. I got a son. I got two sons. I don't think I could have turned them over for that kind of torture. 
but God gave us his one and only son, Jesus. And the Bible says, for whoever shall believeth shall not perish, but have everlasting life. You have something to drink, Mom? That water right there. As they were on their way, they came across a man named Simon from Sicily, and they forced him to carry Jesus' cross. They went out into a place called Golgotha. The soldiers gave him mixed wine and balls to taste of it. He refused to drink it. After that, they had nailed him to a cross. After that, they nailed him to a cross. The soldiers gambled for his clothes by throwing dice, and they sat around to keep guard as he hung there. A sign was fastened to the cross above Jesus' head, announcing, This is Jesus, King of the Jews. Here you go, Vic. Two criminals were crucified with him, their crosses on each side. And the people were passing by, shouting, abused, mocking, waving their fists. So you can destroy the temple and build it in three days. Well, then save yourself, son of God. Save yourself. Come down from that cross. The leading priest and the teachers of religious law and the other leaders mocked Jesus. He saved others, but he can't even save himself. So he, the king of the Israel, is he? Let him come down from that cross, and we will believe him. He trusted God. Let God show his approval by delivering him from that cross. I am the son of God, you say? And the criminals who were crucified with him also shouted, insulted him. Verse 45 says, at, dark, at noon, darkness fell across the whole land until 3 o'clock. And about 3 o'clock, Jesus cried out with a loud voice, Eli, Eli, Lashbagah, which means, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Garrett's gotten really good at that over the years. We, 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 he's been playing Jesus for me about seven or eight years, and give him a big round of applause. We couldn't do it without him. He tries to get out of it every year, but we don't let him out of it. But you know, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? There's going to be times in our lives where we're going through something and we think that God has forgot about us. Can I say this to you this morning? God has not forgotten about any of you this morning. God's got you where he wants you at this time. Someone told me the other day, he said, Pastor Mark, I lost my job. My truck won't work. He said, I think I could write a country song. I said, even when the things are stacked up against you, God hasn't forgot you. Jesus was hanging on that cross for my sins and your sins. And he said, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? And the Lord hadn't forsaken him. 
He just couldn't bear to look at the sins of the world. So he had to turn his back on it. Some of the bystanders misunderstood what he was yelling. They thought he was asking for the prophet Elijah. One of them ran and filled a sponge with sour wine, holding it up to them and said, drink. But the rest of them said, leave him alone. Let's see if Elijah will come and save him. This then, this then just Jesus shouted out again, and he gave up his spirit. At that moment, the curtain in the temple was torn in two from top to bottom. The earth shook and rocks split apart, and the tombs opened up. The bodies of many godly men and women who had died were raised from the dead. After Jesus' resurrection, they left the, after, after the bodies of many godly men and women who had died were raised from the dead after Jesus' resurrection. They left the cemetery, went into the holy city of Jerusalem, and appeared to many people. The Roman officers and the other soldiers at the crucifixion were terrified by this earthquake and all that had happened. Truly, they said, this must be the Son of God. Let's put this in your mind real quick. Watch this. Nobody believes until it all falls apart. You don't have to wait today till everything's falling apart. You can believe right now. The Bible says, blessed are those who believe. Let me ask you this morning, do you believe? Do you believe in the Bible? Do you believe in what you're seeing? Do you believe in Jesus this morning? As many men and women who had came to, from Galilee from Jesus to care for him were watching from a distance. Among them were Mary Magdalene, Mary the mother of James and Joseph, and Zebedee's wife, the mother of James and John. As even in an approach, Joseph, a rich man from Amaria, who was one of Jesus' followers, went to Pilate and asked for Jesus' body to be released. And Pilate issued an order to release him to him. Joseph took the body and wrapped it in a long linen cloth. He placed it in a cloth in a tomb that was carved out in the rocks. Then he rolled a great stone across it and left. Both Mary, Mary Magdalene, and the others were sitting by watching. The next day, on the first day of the Passover, the leading priests and the Pharisees went to see Pilate. They told him, Sir, we remember what the deceiver once said while he was still alive. After three days, I will be raised from the dead. So we request that you seal the tomb until the third day. This will prevent his disciples from coming and stealing his body and telling everybody he came back to life. If this happens, we'll be worse off than we were before. Pilate replies, take guards and secure it the best you can. So they sealed the tomb and posted guards in front of it to protect it. Which leads us to Easter. Which leads us to this moment.
I was given this old Bible. I said old Bible. I had it 10 years before I opened it up and I read it. And the first thing I read was the crucifixion and the resurrection of our Lord and Savior. This old Bible given to me by a friend that led me to the Lord and invited me to church just like some of you are invited. I wore the cover off of it telling people that he is risen, that he's alive. When was the last time you told somebody he's alive? When was the last time you lived like he was alive? You can see sometimes the older we get, we just sit around and die. God didn't call us to sit around and die. He wants us to live. I got a little old friend. She's about 100 years old. Her name's Miss Macluso. She's as Catholic as Catholic comes. I think she went and saw Pope Francis this morning. No, I'm just kidding. I told her she could if she wanted to. She said, if Pope Francis came around, Brother Mark, I'd have him meet you. I said, I'd love to meet him myself. She believes in a risen Savior. She loves him with all of her heart. As I got my Bible out of my display case, I started thinking about Miss McLusso and how we can't let religion keep us out of a relationship. She was raised Catholic, but she fell in love with Jesus. I was raised Baptist, but I had no relationship with Jesus. Maybe you're here today and you need that relationship. He's alive this morning. He's alive this morning, I said, amen. amen. Early on Sunday morning, as the new day of the dawning, Mary Magdalene and the other Marys went out to the tomb. Suddenly there was a great earthquake because an angel of the Lord came down from heaven and rolled across the stone and sat on it. than I planned, but hey, it worked out. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> Early on Sunday morning as a new day of dawn, Mary Magdalene and the other Marys went out to see the tomb. Suddenly there was a great earthquake and the angel of the Lord came down from heaven, rolled across the stone and sat on it. His face shone like lightning, his clothes were white as snow. The guards shook with fear and they became like dead men. The angel spoke to the woman, don't be afraid, he said. I know you're looking for Jesus who was crucified. He isn't here. He has been risen from the dead. Come and see the place where his body was laid. Now go quickly and tell the disciples he has been risen from the dead. And he is going ahead of you to Galilee. You will see him there. Remember, I have told you these things. The women bust a move. Y'all saw 
The women ran quickly from the tomb. They were frightened, but they were also filled with great joy because they know that their Redeemer lives. And as they went, Jesus, meeting them, said, Greetings. And they ran to him and fell to his feet. Then Jesus said to them, Don't be afraid. Go tell my brothers to leave for Galilee. And I will see them there. How many believe the Redeemer lives? How many believe the Redeemer lives this morning? They're going to sing a song for you guys. Who taught the sun where to stand in the morning? And who told the ocean you can only come this far? And who showed the
from the tomb they were very frightened but they were also filled with great joy and they rushed to find the disciples to give them the angels message and as they went Jesus meeting them there says greetings he said he said, don't be afraid. Go tell my brothers to leave for Galilee, and I will see them there. This is my favorite part of Matthew. And as the women were on their way into the city, some of the men who had been guarding the tomb went to the leading priest and told them what had happened. A meeting of all religious leaders were called, and they decided to, bri they decided to bribe the soldiers. They told the soldiers, you must say Jesus' disciples came during the night while they were sleeping and stole the body. If the governor hears about this, we will stand up for you and everyone will be all right. So the guards accepted the bribe and said what they were told to say. Their story spread widely amongst the Jews and they're still telling that story today. Then the eleven disciples left for Galilee, going to the mountain where Jesus had told them. When they were there, he said, when they saw Jesus, they worshipped him, but some of them still doubted. Jesus came and told his disciples, I have been given complete authority in heaven and earth. Therefore go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Teach them to obey my commandments I have given you. And surely I am with you always, even to the end of age. Would you give all our actors a big round of applause this morning? Y'all just stay where you are. Just stay where you are. Joseph, sit right there. Give them a round of applause, guys. Hallelujah. You may be seated. Let me say this to you this morning. God did this. God took this church from 30 people and $16 to a house full that love him with all their heart this morning. 
who are willing to do and sacrifice and move out of their comfort zone to play these parts that somebody might see and understand that he's not in this tomb. And he's not on that cross. He sits on the right hand of the Father. I heard a pastor say the other day, at Easter you got 20 minutes to convince those people that they need Jesus all year long, not just one holiday, not just Christmas, but all year long. If the real spoken word don't change you, nothing will. Nothing will. Nothing will. I got saved in the music at Parkview Baptist Church. They were singing this song called He's My Shadow. And in that song, they were talking about you could teach your kid to throw a football. You could teach him to throw a baseball. You could teach him to rope. You could teach him to rodeo. But could you teach him about Jesus? I didn't know Jesus like I know him now. I asked him to come into my heart. I gave my life that day. They couldn't have done an altar call fast enough. I broke down, man. I ran. Everybody else had suits and ties. I had on blue jeans, a cowboy hat, and a button-down shirt. And I said, everything kept saying, if you go forward, they're going to make fun of you. If you go forward, they're going to mock you. If they go forward, I said, I got to go because he went. And I can tell you the name of that song. It was called He's My Shadow. But I couldn't tell you what was preached that day. But I can tell you this. That day Jesus came into my heart. And everything became real to me. The sinful life that I was living. It became apparent. That if I stay on this course. I was going to die and go to hell. And so many today are going to die and go to hell. Because nobody tells them any different. We got to walk away from sin and walk towards Calvary and accept Jesus into our heart. And this is a great day for that. This is a great day to get things right with Jesus. You know when he was hanging on this cross? Shh. You know when he was hanging on this cross? You know who he had on his mind? You. Every one of you. When he was hanging on that cross and he was getting thirsty. Can you imagine him hanging there and he was getting thirsty? And he said, I'm thirsty. And they tried to give him some sour wine. He said he was thirsty for you. He took a nail for you in one hand, in the left hand, and in the feet. Just for you. And you know what? If you were the only person alive, he would have done it. Because that's how much he loves us. Let me ask you today. If you died today, would you go to heaven or would you go to hell? He gave us free will. He gave us choice. When I met Joseph, he was broken into a million pieces. He had sinned and he had sinned against God. He had sinned against God. He was broken into a million pieces. He didn't even know where to begin to pick him up. And I led him to the Lord. We prayed the prayer of salvation. He rededicated his life to the Lord. And now he's playing Jesus in a Christmas play. Bobby gave his testimony. Bobby gave his testimony a couple weeks ago how the law was looking for him for murder and God spared him and got him out of that town and away from those people and put Heather in his life. And together they grow this family that served God with all their heart. 
Scott, stand up. He won't let me cut his hair. But he got saved on Easter Sunday morning when he walked by Jesus laying down on the ground. So I don't want you to know you're not alone. You're in good company. You're in good company. You're in good company this morning. Pontius Pilate, James McLean, was an alcoholic. Now he runs my AA program. And they say that God is not real. God is real, brothers and sisters. And I want to show you one other thing, and I'm done. I promise I'm done. We go to Luby's. You're in good company to change your life this morning. If God got a hold, listen, shh, listen. If God got a hold of you and changed your life through the power of this church and this ministry and him being here, would you stand where you are if God changed your life coming here? You're in good company this morning. Come on, give him praise. You may be seated. And what he'll do for one, he'll do for the other. God don't love me more than he loves you. He loves us all the same. Let's pray together. Every head bowed, every eye closed. Let's pray together. Father, I pray in this house this morning for that person that's been coming a long time to this church but has never been quite sold out to you. I pray that something we did today will push them over the edge to where they love you with every being of their body, with their eyes, with their heart, their mind, their soul. Listen, I just said it. I'm going to say it again. I'm praying for the ones that's been coming to this church a long, long time to be sold out to our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Praying for those first-timers that this is not your last time. I'll never put you on blast. I never will. The first time. I hope this ain't your last time. I'm doing my very best to make room. And my brothers and sisters, they're helping me by giving their time, their talent, and their treasures. And we would love for you to come back again. And we'll keep doing church for you and your family to know Jesus Christ as their personal Lord and Savior. I said for you and your family. If your family ever got saved here, you understand what I'm saying. If your husband's here for the first time, you've been praying for him, this may be his day. Do you believe what you heard today? Do you believe with all your heart? Do you believe that Jesus died on the cross for your sins 
and that they placed him in a tomb. And he was in that tomb for three days and three nights. And then he rose from the dead. Do you believe that today? The Bible says if you have faith of a mustard seed and you believe, he'll come into your heart if you let him. If you're here today and you want to invite Jesus into your life, just pray with me right now. Just say, dear Lord, come into my life and save me. Today I make you my Lord and Savior. Please forgive me of my sins. I believe in you. And I'm going to serve you from this day forward. If you prayed that with me for the first time in your life, would you raise your hand? 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12. Thank you, Jesus. Father, thank you. Thank you, Jesus. God bless you. Welcome to the family of God. These are all your brothers and sisters that stood today. And I want to say this to everyone that came. We're not going to judge you. We're going to love you and disciple you. If you're here today and you're looking for a good church home, we'd love to have you as part of ours. We pray every day that you drive by and come on in and stay a while. We pray today, if you're looking for a good church home, that you would think about joining this one. We'd love to have you. Lord, bless this service that we had this morning. In your name we pray. Amen. Amen. Somebody give God a praise. Amen. Amen.